Good afternoon, good evening, and if you watch this tomorrow, good morning. This is season one, episode four of Two Black Women, A Mixed Review. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea. Hey, y'all, it's Rashonda. So let's see, updates since the last episode. I am steadily building my referral streams for my private practice. Gonna start making some moves. I will be leaving my full-time job soon which will be sad for my coworkers and my clients, but this young bird must spread her wings and and fly, I say, being two years into the practice. Well, technically six, but um, so yeah, gonna be doing some leaving and rearranging of things, but gonna be exciting nonetheless. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Just, you know, working on career development and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Updates from me. Uh, I just celebrated my 25th birthday, July 6th. Of course, I am a cancer. I love it. Don't say anything bad about cancers. (laughs) We are amazing. But um, yeah, we went down to Charlotte. It was something a little small, but it was exciting. My best friend came down from New York. We had a lot of fun. I went out there with my cousins and my sisters. And yeah, we took what we wanted from that city. (laughs) And now we're back to the regular Dagula. I think it's really funny. I know three, personally know three cancers. You, my dad, and one of my other best friends who's getting her doctorate in marriage and family therapy all three her birthday's actually today i need to make sure i text her um but all three of y'all are cancers and all of y'all share very very similar characteristics the kind that are good that i think are really really good especially for a wild ass virgo like myself um (laughs) i need i need cancers in my life because otherwise (laughs) I'm a, no, because like I have like a I'm a Virgo and then I have a Libra moon and I have like a sending Leo. So I'm overly critical of myself. Anytime anyone says anything to me, it can hurt my feelings. But then immediately after you hurt my feelings, I just want to destroy you. So it's like I need cancers in my life because like they're very level headed. And like, they think logically, like they, like they're like the epitome of what I think of when I think of like people who think in wise mind, like at least 85% of the time. (laughs) My best friend is a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) She was definitely one to be like revenge. You hurt me. I'm gonna hurt you worse. Mm -hmm. Don't even try it. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like my one toxic, my one toxic train. Cause I'm definitely that person like, you playing checkers, but I'm playing chess. Like, mm-hmm. fuck with it if you Duly want. noted. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, so next, going to get into... So we're going to start, like, including some, like, different sections of the show. Just, like, playing around and seeing how they work. Um, not saying that anything is here to specifically stay, but for today, we'll try it out. So I'm going to give just, like, you know, like, my talkie topic. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a talkie topic. So this is just anything that I feel um, since the last episode until now that I feel I really just want to talk about something that I really like. And so for me today, I am going to talk about Black Widow, the movie. So I am, I am really into like the DC and Marvel Cinematic Universes. Um, I mean, like I love comic books, love anime, all that fun stuff. And so I wouldn't say I was necessarily pining to see Black Widow when it came out. My roommate was like, hey, do you want to go watch Black Widow? And I was like, you know what? Yes, let's go watch Black Widow. Because I'm always down to get out of the house. Um, So just some things about it. I, I did not dislike it. I didn't. I did not dislike it as a whole. Um, I definitely think, you know, again, like they answered some questions that people had. They set it up to keep things moving, especially with the Hawkeye show that they're about to produce. So or that they're producing. So like they did a good job of like, you know, doing that. I 
felt while I was watching it very much so in the vein of if you were expect, if you go into the movie expecting, you know, Avengers level action and plot and everything like that, don't. <laughs> Just do not. Because again, this is supposed to be, it's, it's weird. It combines, um, it's supposed to be in between the so in, in between civil war and um infinity war right so after folks are upset and you know the the government's like now nah, no we need to know exactly who all the superheroes are and what their capabilities are and you need to have a rain on them yada 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 so like you know of course like the team was split like some of them were like yeah let's do it like Tony Stark was like no we definitely need to be on here and then like Captain America was like no that's wrong we shouldn't so it's like in between all that and Infinity War. Um, and so Natasha's just kind of like on her own. I'm not going to give too much away, but um, just like giving you guys like the setup of like, if you did not already know that that's how the movie starts, that's where you are. Um, and so if they try to do a, a, a job of like trying to explain things about her past and who she is, how she came to be, who she is now, the changes, yada, yada, yada. But there's so much dialogue in the movie that was unnecessary. Like they could have cut that movie at least 30 minutes if they had just gotten rid of some of like the cut scenes and the dialogue. Um, again, uh, if you're expecting like Avengers level graphics, do not go see this movie. Or again, if you are, just make sure you lower your expectations greatly because a lot of the time while I was in there watching that, like I felt like I was watching a Fast and the Furious movie, like after number five, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's a very much like the special, like some of the special effects, it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to believe that that is an actual thing. Like I understand <laughs> that it's not an actual thing because this is a movie, but even as far as movie special effects go, I am very clearly supposed to know that that is not an actual whatever item that is. And again, I'm not going to give it away. You will know when you get to that scene. <laughs> Anyways, um, so again, overall, like, I've never really been invested in Black Widow's character. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you one way or the other. Scarlett Johansson did the character justice. I, they loved her enough to keep her around for all of the movies that she was in, that her character was in. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion on Scarlett Johansson in general, as far as her acting goes. I, yeah, it's like she's she's one of those people where it's like sometimes I forget that she is exists until someone's like, oh yeah, Scarlett Johansson's gonna be in it. I was like, oh okay, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Like, cool, I remember who that is, ScarJo. Yeah, I got you. Um, so again, not saying that that's a bad thing. She's just not someone who for me wows me, and that's again not a bad thing because opinions and likes and dislikes are subjective. Um, so you know, before Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson stands coming after me, um, but yeah, so. Overall, I'd give the movie about, about six or seven out of 10. Um, if you're just looking for something to entertain you, get a good laugh. If you love David Harbour and Rachel Weisz, you will really like this movie. I love both of them. Um, for those of you who are unaware, Rachel Weisz played Evie in The Mummy 1 and The Mummy Returns. Um, she played the I can't remember what the character's name was, but she played op opposite of Keanu Reeves and Constantine. Um, she's been she's been in tons of other stuff, but um, she's she's great. I absolutely love her. And of course, David Harbour, Stranger Things. He was Officer Hopper in Stranger Things, um, and he's been in tons of other stuff as well. Um, but I I did like it. Again, some of the dialogue unnecessary, some of the cutscenes unnecessary. Eh. So that is my hot topic for the week. Mm, that's cool. I'm into see listen now, okay? Um, I'm going to preface this by saying I have not read any comic books. I know people get upset with me <laughs> when I say I'm a fan, but I have not read any of the comic books. My bad, y'all, my bad. But um, I've watched probably every single movie. I love the movies. I love the franchise, you know? So I don't know if there's ever been one that I haven't liked. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I saw like Iron Man, like the first Iron Man didn't, or the first or the second, whichever one it was, it did not interest me as much. But like I, one of them. I, no, I, I and, and I don't know. Like I, I loved Iron Man and I liked Iron Man three, but Iron Man two, I think that's the one where they actually intro um, Scarlett Johansson's character as Black Widow. That was the one that had um, was it Mickey Rourke with like the the electric zapping whips or whatever. That was the one that I was just kind of like. I really cannot tell you for sure if I've seen it from beginning to end. Like, I know I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't even think I've ever sat through an entire, like, from beginning to end of that movie. Like, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. But I love the first one. I like the third one. So, but yeah, no, I was I was the same. Like, and it's, I'm glad that you said, like, you preface it with, like, you don't read comic books. Because that's why it's, like, even I started mine off with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because... <laughs> There is a difference, and we all know, mm-hmm. especially if you watched Infinity War and Endgame, there are some very uh, stark differences in the way, like they set up the story, the plot line, the characters' motives, the, which is like the biggest thing for Infinity War in the beginning is the fact that the entire motive is completely different. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just ugh. I did but not yeah, mean so. to trigger you. <laughs> But no, I feel you on that of like some of that, like there haven't really been any that I was just like was staunchly in dislike of. Yeah, like I absolutely hate it. No, but um, I feel like I've watched almost every one. It was unintentional too. And I remember I was dating somebody in the past and they were like shaming me for not reading the comic books. And they're like, you don't know, which you don't know the order. You're supposed to watch this one before this one, this one after that one. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, so I watched them in the order that they came out in and yeah then we're like oh well you should watch them in this order and it's like that's great but how about you go tell them folks at Marvel Cinematic Universe that exactly. they're the ones that put these hoes out <laughs> in this order like don't be mad at me don't be mad at motherfucking me <laughs> but yeah so I like I like those movies I might go watch that I haven't kept up recently with like you know the newer movies coming out and that's for all of them because you know Post COVID, I have I have not been to the movie theaters. I don't know, so I wasn't even keeping up with it. There were so many movies pushed back because you know everything that happened. But I might go give that a looky. But look, see. Okay, are we ready to get into our topic? Topic of the day. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, <laughs> tell them tell them what we're talking about today, Brianna. Okay, we are going to be giving a review of Malcolm and Marie. If you do not know what we are talking about, it is a movie that came out on um, Netflix, actually starring Zendaya and I want to say David Washington. Yes, John David Washington. John David Washington. Oh my gosh, so glad I did not butcher his name. But I want to ask you your opinion because I had watched it before and then... (laughs) I told you you should watch it so I want to hear your opinion first I honestly truthfully I liked it I didn't I wasn't sure if I was going to like it because um of course we're therapists right so I'm on like a couple of different like private therapists and private practice therapies therapists and private practice Facebook pages and a couple of them had like on, on some of the pages and people had posted like asking what people's thoughts and opinions and stuff were on it and I hadn't watched it yet so I didn't really want to get into those too much because I just kind of ignored them um but yeah I just I'm not a big I'm usually not a big fan of dramas like I much prefer to laugh or watch people get punched like I'm or scare the crap out of myself like, I'm not much of a drama watcher um so that being said, I would absolutely give that a 10 out of 10. There are so many different layers to the movie that I really enjoyed. Very much so. I am so happy to hear because everyone, well, I only recommended it to my best friend. She was like, yeah, no, I'm not watching it. But she's the one, she likes really sappy movies to where she's going to know the ending and super, super romance. And I do too, usually, but I'm like, I gave it a watch and I was like, yo, this is good. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Like, it was definitely, you know, (laughs) pun, a mixed review. 
<laughs> when it did come out, there was definitely a mixed review on what everybody's take was from it. Everybody was like, oh, this was bad. But I think people had expectations for the movie and they weren't expecting it to be like that. But I liked it because it wasn't what I expected. Right? Yeah. I think it was good. Like, it was a good movie. It's a, it's thought provoking. I will say that. It's definitely thought provoking. And they, I just want to say kudos to Zendaya and John David Washington. They were amazing in that movie like they really were and it was just you know whoever wrote this um was it the screenplay or the whoever wrote the lines for that movie I'm like yo you are a genius you are amazing you know because it was just like the way that they articulated all these points and I'm like sheesh I never thought about it like that (laughs) it gives you a new way of looking at it and I think that's what I really liked from it because as I've gotten older I like to watch things that are a little bit more thought-provoking sometimes sometimes <laughs> at least I'm, once in a while I'm once, very much once every three months <laughs> I'm very much a I'm sick and tired of the soul-crushing weight that is capitalism so whenever I'm not at work and I get to turn my brain off I usually choose escapism so that's why I think I watch so much of like anime and stuff because you know like all of this is is fictional you know like complete suspension of reality I don't have to worry about you know any of that um and it's really interesting because a couple of weeks ago I was talking with my family about American Horror Story um and the the different seasons and I was like yeah you know I kind of fell off after Hotel I was like and then when Colt started like I could not get into it I didn't even try and force myself to get into it because I was like it, it felt too much like what was actually happening right and which again there is going to be mary hush mary stop if you're gonna yell you can go somewhere else oh sorry y'all my cat (laughs) is tripping and don't go over there and start messing with jolie either that's exactly what she did (laughs) um where was i but yeah um so with um with cult, you know, again, it, it was very, you know, again, with social commentary, right? Which is, which is common, you know, again, I'm not downing it or anything like that. Like, I absolutely think it's great that, you know, we can have films and television like that, but for the most part, I'm good on it. Um, and so that being the case, Malcolm and Marie was very much realistic um, because even as therapists, like we see stuff like this all the time, um, but it was, it was really good. I think it was done really well. Like you said, the dialogue was amazing. Whoever wrote it was awesome. Some of the other like elements of the film that I really enjoyed. Number one, um, the color, like being shot in, you know, like black and white is not something you see very often nowadays. Like you may see a scene or two or something, but the entire film being shot in black and white, amazing. Um, so, you know, again, reminiscent of like film noir. Um, I also really liked their use of the space. Um, I just think that was amazing. It was amazing. And it very much, it, 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 I think it took me back to like my days uh, in theater, like when I was in high school, because we, we had limited space, right? Like you had the stage and you had your props on stage. And if you had a set built on the stage, your space is even more restricted because now you have to navigate the set itself. If it is one that has passages, doors, whatever, archways or anything like that. So um, it very much was, wow. And it's not even until like the very end of the movie, like when I watched it the first, like when I got to the end of the movie, like I was like, holy hell, like this entire movie was just these two people. Mm-hmm. and I love stuff like that I love, love 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 stuff like that like where I can sit there and be invested and feel like I know all of these other people um it's amazing yeah and I think it was it was still exciting you know like it was like oh because it was like it was, it was it was literally a roller coaster I would say <laughs> definitely an emotional roller coaster and we got to see very in-depth in their um, relationship. But it was like, once everything was good, uh-uh, it was not all good. <laughs> right. Which I think, again, is like even more interesting is the fact that um, 
you don't get a lot of that I feel like in real life right like maybe that's like the the one semi unrealistic thing because a lot of people even when they're still angry won't continue at least one of the two people will eventually yield and things will end but in this you see like these two people that are at their breaking point and they're just going after each other it it it, they they were not stopping and so um so yeah I really enjoyed it I, I think it was a great movie. Like, again, like the way it was shot. And again, because of the lighting that they were using for the film, for it to be in black and white, like they did an amazing job with the angles, right? So even without seeing what color her dress was or what color her eyeshadow was, like I could still guess, right? Mm-hmm. That this was the color of this dress. This was her eyeshadow. She had a smoky eye. Um, at that one point where he's talking about the picture of the ex-girlfriend or whatever, like I actually saw that in my head, like colorized and everything like that. I was like, that's what that is. what. So I, yeah, like I said, 10 out of 10 um, would highly recommend. And it was when we, when we just, yeah. So no, let's, let's just keep going. So I have some talking points that I wrote down. Um, so I have like my surface level, my real world application. And then of course, like my brain as a therapist. So on the surface, these hoes are toxic. Like (laughs) my God, I don't think I've ever been in a situation. I think about like when we talked about relationships a couple of weeks ago, like I don't think I've ever been in a situation like this. And I think my... (sighs) golden stars and horseshoes, <laughs> clovers and blue moons, all my lucky charms, all of them that I had never been in a situation like this because these holes were wilding the entire time. Um, so that's just like surface level, like they are toxic as hell. Um, real world application, you know, they did a lot of tit for tat in the movie. And that yeah, definitely, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, let it go. Yo, yo, yo. <gasps> And I think it comes from the not being able to let it go. Like neither mm-hmm. of them were like, nah, we can't let this go. You know, and another thing, you know what I'm saying? After it died down for a while, and another thing, Malcolm. Yeah, it's, it was so wild. So I definitely think like real world application wise, it's like, okay, yeah. So just like thinking of like being an adult, I would not want to be in a situation like that. Like, I just feel like I would probably always be crying. Like I would probably wake up or like I would hear like my significant other coming home and I would be like, or like coming inside and I would have like be mixed with both excitement and apprehension because it's like, yeah, my significant other is home, but then it's also like, okay, well, what kind of day is today going to be? Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't, I can't imagine living a life like that. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. so interesting really because the tally and the tip for tat and it's like, in some points you could see him like physically well when he was walking outside he was like literally trying to talk about it with himself and still came in and like when I say he was hitting below the belt like he would come in wanting to destroy her like yeah and he he I know that she did call him an emotional terrorist and I'm like is it that far off because he she would say one thing and he'd be like there is no middle for me I'm about to hurt your feelings. Like, yeah, there is no middle. <laughs> and it's like when she finally, when she finally got to that point as well, he still kind of turned around and was like, well, that was just uncalled for. Like, I was like, but sir. And I think it's really interesting because they make emphasis on the fact that his mother is a therapist or a psychiatrist. Yeah, therapist. And so to have that, it's like, yeah like how does he view you does he view you as this individual who had this past or is he psychoanalyzing everything that you do mm-hmm. because you know we have this thing in in therapy that we call tracking and so I'm just going to dip into like my third layer right of um like speaking from a therapist brain we have what we call tracking and so this is just like remembering very key significant details Usually when we are in a session, we are tracking what the client is saying, 
how they're reacting. And all of this goes into like our assessment of their behaviors and helps us with formulating treatment plans, diagnoses, goals, all that fun stuff. And so essentially he brings up all of these things that he had gone through with her. And it's really interesting because when he's talking about it, it's almost like he's saying, you know, like I had to do these things for you. And it's like, well, sir, if any at any point in time, this is too much, you could have left. Yeah, but it's, it is, well, devil's advocate real fast. In his defense, though, that's what he felt like Marie was doing. Because she's like, well, you, you're needy. You depend on me for too much stuff. God forbid that you had to do this on your own. You know, like when she goes into that rant after she had her trigger, which we'll get into, you know, she was triggered again after they finished their little argument. And then she comes back and she's doing all that. And he's like, well, I'm doing this for you. And we're going here for you and your career, you know, and just like passively mentioning that she has not been able to start her own career. And then he's like, well, you know, as your name and your list of stuff you've done for me, what about what I've done for you? Mm-hmm. And that is also the issue too, right? Because they're tallying up what they yeah, do for each like, other. If you can't do that thing for that person, I feel this way about any relationship if you feel there's a difference between hey if you do this thing for me I owe you one and then like hey I really need this or I really need you if you are also putting that like you know in the basket of things that you want to be paid back for that you want to be acknowledged for there's an issue yeah yeah the tallying up it's like a competition so you're saying somebody loses in this competition Do you know how damaging it is to tell your partner you've lost? Like, I've done so much more for you. Just sitting there with like a damn abacus, like, <laughs> like, look, click, 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 uh uh. No, 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 no. See, back into the trash. Though. That's worth two points. <laughs> <laughs> I took you to the doctor when you were sick. 10 points. You know what I'm saying? For not leaving you when you were at your lowest. 50 points. Mm. For me. Um, I think some other things, you know, again, like you said, like, you know, like the name calling, right? So, and, and what that does to people. So she calls him an emotional terrorist, right? And a lot of people have ideas in their head of the type of person they are and what they're like. And when they are confronted with the idea that they are, in fact, not uh, this picture perfect image that they have of themselves in their head by way of other people's comments. It's, it's, it's kind of like a catch 22, right? Because one thing I tell my clients is other people's opinions about you are none of your business. Like you don't have to internalize what other people say about you. You just don't. If you know that you were doing things a certain way and you are trying your best to stay well and get better, you don't have to take on other people's version, right? So he had a choice there. It could have been, you know what? That's your stuff, Marie. Like, that's your stuff. You want to talk about me like that? Fine. I, I, I ain't got nothing for you. That is not where he went. He went the other direction, which was, oh, you coming for me and I did not send for you? All right, fine. Got something for that ass. And mm-hmm. so it was definitely, like, interesting, like you said, you know, like, just to see them going back and forth. It was very much tit for tat. Um, you say this, I'm going to say this. You say this, I'm going to say this. And For the most part, in the beginning, it seems like Marie is just trying to express how she feels. And that's why she originally was like, we're not going to have this discussion right now because Mm -hmm. you're drunk. It's not going to go anywhere positive. Like, But she was very passive aggressive. She was passive aggressive. And I think, again, like we have to look at that of had she not said or not moved in a certain way would she have just been passive in general? And would that have been the best thing? Was her being passive aggressive and and knowing, she knew he wasn't gonna let it go that night. So of course there is, again, like that intentional toxicity of, you knew bringing it up this way was gonna garner a certain reaction because he is inebriated. Mm -hmm. However, the, the other side of that is asking the question, which means of course like, 
we don't have Zendaya on the line, that would be great if we did, you know, or if Marie was an actual person being able to ask her, like, do you feel that there was a pertinent reason for bringing it up that night versus waiting until the next morning when he was sober? Mm-hmm. Because again, the other piece of for him for Malcolm's end is this is like a really huge night for me. Why are you ruining this? And her thing is because on this really huge night for you that is mostly driven by my very existence in your life, you could not acknowledge me and my contributions. Yeah. And so it's just again like that lack of communication. That's really what it boils down to because the more and more and more and more they get into it, it's very much just y'all have been holding on to all these things, right? Like we said, like keeping tally when you could have just talked to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and like processed and been gotten over this. No, y'all, y'all just held on to all of this bitterness and this anger and this resentment. I refuse to believe that there was any shortage of resentment from either side in that feeling. Like you can't convince me otherwise. Like they both <laughs> damn near hated each other. Yeah, they were. I think they are the perfect love hate relationship. Like the perfect one I've seen in film. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen it described better. And I know you said you've never been in a situation similar to that. I've been in situations with like past an ex or relationship to where it was like that, but I was passive. You know, so I walked on the eggshells. I tried everything. Not. Nah to piss him off you know so we would not go there because when it went low it went low you know so it's like there is no better option <laughs> there is and no like better option it, when you're dealing with somebody that is emotionally immature because mm-hmm. I think he lacked emotional maturity oh, but I also think that she had so many insecurities in the way that she projected yes. them onto her onto him and their relationship and he read her like a book that scene in the tub he read her like a book. Filled, like up one side of the room and down the other. Like, and I just think about like, like they go low, I go to hell. Like, so that <laughs> exactly definition. <laughs> that is Malcolm. Exactly what happened? That man went to hell. Lucifer himself was sitting there like, yeah, father be damned. Like, what the hell? He just what? And so it was definitely, like you said, like he lacks emotional maturity. And again, like, like routing back to that point I made of like, when people have like a certain image in their head, so you have like expectations versus reality conflict, how you view yourself is not how other people will view you. That is just a, a, a genuine fact, whether you like yourself or dislike yourself, there will be people, if you like yourself a lot, there are going to be people who don't like you. If you dislike yourself a lot, there are going to be people who absolutely love you. How you view yourself is not how other people view you. And so he has gone around and he has created this air and more than likely a vacuum with the types of people that he rubs elbows with who will worship and acknowledge and compliment him on his artistic genius. But (laughs) she is not one of those people. And even if she had been, she was not that person that night. Yeah. And that's what she mentioned though. Like she says that like, you don't push away the people that humble you. She's like, or that ground you mm-hmm. because she's the one that was humbling him. It's like, I'm not trying to tell you these things just to be facetious. Like I'm maybe the way in which they were being said was very malicious and hurtful, but it's not anything short of what she felt he really needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, again, like gets into the aspect of he gave her a lot of information that she did not need. And even she says that she was like, I didn't need to know half of what you just said to me. She was like, I didn't need that information. I'm giving you information because I feel you need to know because I feel it will help you grow as a person. How is any of what you just said to me going to help me grow as a person? Yeah. Especially since all of these different elements or people that you claim you, that you claim influenced the decisions you made when making this were people you met before me. How did I need, why did I need to know any of that information? How was that going to help me? The details for sure. Because I do, it's like, I kind of disagree in a little bit with Marie because it's like, she was, she was itching for it, you know? Cause she wanted, she did want, of course she deserved to be acknowledged. You know, she deserved that much. 
but and I think also he was being very much so um gaslighting he was gaslighting her that entire time because he knows he should have he should have thanked her you know so he didn't need to give all those details but it's also a matter of she wanted full credit for it all so I'm only playing devil's advocate here because I was not (laughs) on Malcolm's side and I've never been on Malcolm's side but her wanting the full credit as if she is the reason for all of his success the male ego (laughs) the male ego is like "Mm, but you're not and let me tell you how you're not and it's like he definitely could have because like she did there was the point like yeah I remember now where she was like who who Malcolm yeah and he was like all right and I mean like but again it could have been like my ex so-and-so and and my ex so-and-so I my interactions with them or my relationship with them this is what I pulled from those relationships and this is why I included them in the film so again it's like I definitely think there was a way where he could have proposed you know like provided that information um but again like yeah that was the one thing I didn't really agree with um Marie's character was you know the elements of this film that very closely mirrored her story makes sense Mm -hmm. one other thing that I was like "Mm, actually girl you know again thinking from like therapist brain like all the trauma you've experienced you really wanted to play that role and the idea that well because that was my life I would have been able to act it it's like okay but what about being triggered again like we see that you have a hard time handling being triggered multiple triggers and you're talking about creating a film that is either loosely or closely right based on your life how would you have handled that if you had been triggered you know it's like I wish they had gotten into a little bit of that of like what would what would safety planning or crisis planning have looked like because Mm -hmm. you have lived this life that is something that needs to be looked at right um so no I I agree with you though on like like her wanting full credit it's like oh girl yeah and even after he read her you know like your desire to be I wrote it down your desire to you know like you want to well she he told her that she was damaged and that she liked being debased and degraded and there was something wrong with that you know and then playing on the fact that her insecurities have projected all over their relationship and how her feeling undesirable or unwanted has affected how you perceive my love for you your inability to love yourself has had you, you know, thinking that I cannot possibly love you for who you are without me needing you, you know, because she wanted to be needed. I can see that a little bit, you know, like she wanted to be needed. She needed to feel important. So even after he read her for filth, first of all, like, I didn't like the way he did that. Like he went through all the exes and how you are not important in this. And like, he literally said like, oh, she deserved a thank you you know matter of factly saying like oh well you didn't really deserve that much but she she deserved a thank you and then gonna get into well I love you and I love you so much and it's so sad that you can't see how much I love you because you don't love yourself (laughs) and you know like and then he goes into that whole little spiel to where you just like to be debased and degraded but I love you I love you for you and I'm like how the fuck are you gonna <laughs> sit well, here and it's like know, it's like oh one no thing God. one thing motherfuckers will always have is the audacity because <laughs> ain't no like I said like ain't no way in hell you're going you may tell me you love me but there's no way you can convince me that you don't resent me after everything that you just said like he went in on her and then starts complimenting her the end of the movie was about you though the self-loathing and the not loving yourself has prevented you know or affected your life to where you're not able to accept love and I'm like but I mean yeah he read her he read her but I'm like how the hell are you gonna go from 100 back down to zero to tell her you love her and then her inability to even apologize for the role that she even played in that little scene mm-hmm. like she came out of the tub after being read for filth and it's just like <laughs> nothing happened i'm not gonna apologize i'm just gonna come out here and sit with you and we're gonna listen to some music and we're gonna act like it never happened that is one thing i did notice about marie to where she was not apologizing for her role in it 
but he was apologizing for his role in it. Huh? How genuine those apologies were. Like, I was just going to say, like, I'm the type of person, like, both personally and professionally, which, you know, some people may say as on a professional standpoint can be to my detriment, but I don't care. Um, I will not apologize if I am not sorry. If I genuinely do not feel like I have done anything to negative like if I if I ain't cussed you out I ain't yelled at you I ain't said your mama looks like a sleaze stack I ain't you know what I'm saying like if I have not cursed your entire family um each generation until the end of time like if I have not done something I do and I and and, and someone tells me to apologize like I've always hated that and again I don't know how often other people of different ethnic or racial backgrounds get this, but I know I have seen personally like my own um, experience and that of friends and family members and then just like thousands of Black women on social media and Black men as well of just like being made to apologize because the other person felt like you started it and then like you having to kind of like decide between swallowing that pill and faking an apology even in a situation where you felt justified or just not doing it um and I am very much a person that's like I would rather just not do it (laughs) because I just I'm like I, I and again like when I genuinely feel that I oh you know what I can absolutely see where my doing this may have caused them some anxiety or pain or sad I absolutely will go and I will apologize right away like I have no problem apologizing when I feel I've done something wrong and I'm not perfect and I know that so I know there will be times where I will do things as a human that will you know be an error and may affect someone else and that I will need to apologize and try to correct that behavior so that it does not happen in the future but to be in a situation where I feel like me and the other person are evenly matched on our bullshittery and our toxic bullshit like I'm not apologizing because I'm not sorry yet I may be sorry tomorrow I may be sorry three (laughs) days from now and I will I will then give that apology, but I'm not going to give an apology in the moment if I really just am not sorry, because like you were saying with his, like he apologized at least 50 different times, but how genuine were those? Yeah. And, and the idea that words have meanings and phrases have meanings, but if you use them loosely and, and liberally, that they will start to lose the sincerity. And he it felt like there were parts where he just was just apologizing to apologize or apologizing because he to thought make the like argument stop. stop the situation like okay yeah. stop arguing if I apologize mm-hmm. and it's like that's not solving anything and again it gives you that glimpse into okay so is this what the last two three years have been just constantly apologizing to one another even if you weren't sorry without actually addressing and processing and healing from the actual issue you just say you're sorry and then keep moving even though you're still angry about it yeah like first of all they needed counseling if they're going to stay together which you know they need counseling because I don't think they know how to process it the way that they're arguing it is an argument it's not a conversation they're not communicating no you know they're trying to one-up the other person and then like you are not damaging damaging is not the right I don't like the term but you're hurting the other person you know like intentionally hurting this person both of you are going back and forth like, oh, well, I can hurt you worse. He literally said, like, you don't want to play this game. I can hurt you. You are a feather. I can really, really hurt you. And I'm like, why would you That's wild. That? <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I think about, like, like, when you have, like, an argument or something, and then later on you're thinking of all the things you could have or would have said. And it's like, his ass. I mean, hey, I'm gonna say it. He's a movie director, right? <laughs> so he had that shit prepared. Like mm-hmm. the man was like, and the data her ass crosses the line. I'm gonna say this and this and this and this, and then he actually went and said it. Yeah, when she when she says something that I don't like, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? Like it was anything mm-hmm. that she said that he did not like or did not agree with. He was like, yeah, no. Nah. But what about you? 
<laughs> and he was, oh my God, going so below the belt, like bringing up when she was suicidal. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like his need to win was ridiculous. And I feel like the whole movie was just her trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, at what cost? Like, you've done all this for what? Or like, at what cost? It's like you came into it knowing that there was nothing going to be solved. And we're both going to have so much more that we need to discuss now. Well, that we're going to wait until the next argument. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, but it was such a good movie. Yeah. So again, we say yeah. all this to say it was an amazing movie. You need to watch it. <laughs> you need to watch it. Watch it. Let us know your thoughts. Like, I think it was just so thought provoking, just the way that they. Whew, they go in on each other for sure. It can be a little um, um triggering. It can be a little triggering. <laughs> but I think it is definitely worth the watch. Worth the watch. It was a lot of stuff to process. They obviously didn't get to process that <laughs> in that movie. But I think it was amazing. And I'm so glad that you liked it too. <laughs> they were just so... I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of people say like some people are just not meant to be together. Like this couple is just not meant to be together. That can't not. It's not necessarily true, right? We're not in the business of telling people to break up or to leave this person and to not talk to this family member because they are toxic or whatnot. We're in the business of helping you process your emotions. <laughs> okay, helping you both process it and guide you and facilitating as to whether or not your decision and whether you want to continue on in your relationship <laughs> professional standpoint of course coming from the counselors <laughs> and that's the thing of it right is this like like i tell my clients all the time i am never going to tell you to leave your significant other like i'm not going to do that because i don't have to deal with the consequences or the fallout of that you do mm-hmm so I'm going to stay over here in my lane on that regard. But like you said, I will process with you. What are the things that you're wanting to get out of that relationship? What are you putting into the relationship? What are those, what does that dynamic look like? What do your interactions look like? When you guys are happy, what does that look like? When you're angry, mm-hmm. what does that sound like? Yeah, asking you the questions that you don't really want to answer. And really like reconnecting because so many times people get wrapped up in the idea that they have to lose themselves in a relationship in order to uh, be in it, right? Like we have to change in order to be with each other. No, no, you're going to change regardless because you're humans and humans are dynamic creatures. You're going to Mm -hmm. change. Whether or not you're with people who understand that, whether or not you're with people who will learn how to adapt to your changes, also, while you are adapting to theirs, like those are two different things. Um, so yeah, like a lot of people just like they don't they don't know that or they don't have that in mind when they're getting into relationships, and so then they just end up pissed off and mad. And it's like yeah, and it's also like to note that I know that some women know or men know or you know people they know when they want or should leave. But the thought of leaving that person that you love, that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, that can be the, you know, like, it feels like a deep pain. We've all been through heartbreak. (laughs) We've all been through heartbreak. Mm -hmm. We knew that person was not right for us anymore, but we're like, we can make it work. We can make it work. Because the thought of being alone feels so much worse than Mm -hmm. staying with somebody that does not treat us properly or treat us right or treat us in the way that we want to be treated. You know, right? I think that's a really good. I'm glad you said that because it's like you really have to like, like really sit down and think about is it is it really worse to be alone than it is to be in a relationship where you are constantly crying, arguing, screaming, being invalidated, and that's if it's just that, right? Because mm-hmm. there are some people who are in physically, emotionally, or verbally abusive relationships, and it's like where is that situation easier than being alone and just taking care of yourself and more so who taught us that it was not okay to be alone who told you that you had like your value lies within your relationship to other people specifically having a significant other that's that's like a whole nother topic right getting married the way they push marriage on girls 
it's one of those things where it's like growing up I really did think I always wanted to get married and then now I'm just kind of like for what because if <laughs> I got to spend all them thousands of dollars on pomp and circumstance and everything else that comes along with getting married and having a big beautiful wedding ceremony and everything like that and that motherfucker leave oh <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now they're gonna need a pine box and they're gonna need to put my ass in a cell <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. I won't. I won't kill nobody. But no. But it, it is one of those things to like really consider. Like, who taught you these things? Like, looking at your core beliefs and your values, and understanding exactly where those developed, who influenced those, and what still makes sense for you now. A lot of people walk around with anxiety and depression because they feel like they're not doing enough in their life, and really all it is is that they are still stuck in trying to abide by values that are not their own, that were imposed upon them that they no longer agree with, but they're not willing to actually sit down and do the work to unpack that. Because again, if these things were instilled upon you by family members parents grandparents aunties and uncles community members like the pastor and all this and that and the other it's some people get into that mindset of the idea of going against some of this or saying hey actually no I don't believe that for myself anymore must mean that these people were wrong mm-hmm. and a lot of people can barely handle themselves being wrong now you tell them mama and papa were wrong too especially if they're still preaching it to you oh especially if they're still alive and you still have to go to family gatherings and they sitting there asking you why you ain't got married yet and you sitting there like because i don't want to get married to these raggedy ass dusty musty (laughs) i don't want because prince charming does not exist and i don't feel like marrying a troll that is why that is why i am you know it's it's literally like that thing of like people have to have these conversations and if you're not comfortable having that conversation with family get a therapist and that's what we're here for some people really like go through this whole thing it was funny i kept seeing it on twitter where people were like therapists just want to keep you in treatment forever so they can continue getting your money and i'm sitting here like i don't understand that like if we did that there would be so many people who went without help if every therapist that existed decided that they only wanted to keep the exact same clientele forever, how would we help the other people? Yeah. Like there is supposed to be a point where you graduate from therapy. Yeah. I don't think people know that though. You know, like the goal is to help you manage your life traumas, your life stressors, the everyday life stressors that come along. That is the goal. To where you are able to regulate your own emotions. You are able to process the events that happen by yourself. It's like that. Now, again, that may look different from person to person on how long you're in therapy. And again, like I've said previously, don't ever be afraid to shop around for a therapist. Some people feel like, you know, again, this is if you have access to it, because I'm not one so ignorant to believe that any and everybody can have access to therapy. But if you do have the resources, i.e. insurance, where you only have a copay, if you have a copay, and you have a plethora of therapists to choose from, please shop around if you're not comfortable with the one that you currently have or the first one that you get. You don't have to stay with that person forever. Trust Mm -hmm. me. Um, Because it's ultimately about your journey getting well and getting better. Like that is up to you. And that is up to you to decide what that looks like. Now, again, you might want to be realistic. Like if you expect by the end of therapy, you're going to be able to have the confidence of, I don't know, David Beckham. Like, I mean, look, I mean, I'm going to help you with your confidence. I don't know if you're going to feel like you look like David Beckham. Uh-huh. That's your business. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things of like, you, we still want to have realistic expectations. Now, that's not to say you won't be able to accomplish all of the goals that you have, but until you can find someone that you really vibe well with, it's going to be a lot harder for you to feel comfortable in the process of receiving and uh, of receiving therapy and getting better. Um mm-hmm. And again, like as this pertains to relationships and even more so Malcolm and Marie, like again, like Rashana said, like these are two individuals, these characters that would have greatly benefited from couples therapy and individual therapy, which most couples therapists will do like individual therapy with like the um, each client. But it's 
it, it was just very much a shining light. And like I said, like, I've never been in a situation that was that bad, but I had definitely, like, while I was watching the movie, I could definitely see some parallels and like my own behaviors or past behaviors to Marie's where I was like, whoo, now see, I've, I've definitely done that before. I'm glad I don't do that now. But I'll do that. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. Again, overall, great movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Please, please, please watch it. And if you do, let mm-hmm. us know how you Have like an open it. mind when you watch it. Oh, be yeah. open-minded for sure. Yeah. You know, take it in. Be able to, you know, process it. Take your time. <laughs> process some of that stuff. But um, yeah, it's a good movie. I should watch it all right so that's it for that piece and now um we're gonna do this last portion which is Rashonda's this week is gonna do this <laughs> oh what's it called Sean? let's get into it into it you guys so if you are um on social media or even watch TV. I know you've heard and been seeing Miss Wendy Williams appear on her, you know, uh, talking about uh, the. I think Tabitha has Tabitha has more than um, TikTok, but she is really popular on TikTok. Tabitha Brown, and also um, just another. Oh, <laughs> Wendy Williams is like a. I don't even know how to describe it. I will not slander this woman. <laughs> I will not um speak too negatively, you know, on her, but her I would not. and I know it's business. I know it's business. You know what I'm saying? I know it's business and I know she's doing it for views and stuff because I'm like, who the hell is still watching this damn show? You know, she's been doing this for years though. She knows how to get the angles, she knows how to do what it is to get the people because people love drama. But I'm like, for you to insert yourself in somebody else's marriage. And I'm like, Tabitha? We love Tabitha. (laughs) Wendy, why would you do that? They have been dragging her for weeks. (laughs) They have been dragging her for days now. Gonna insert herself in Tabitha's marriage. And I was, my sister was really the one that really broke it down for me because I didn't watch it, but I seen everybody dragging her for filth, reading her (laughs) for filth because she um, was talking about how well, the way that their marriage works to where he is now leaving his job and she had a lot to say or advice she would say giving to Tabitha about him using her for her money and not letting him, you know, stay home and retire, whatever else, however else the situation went. I don't know 100% of it, but I do know that Wendy Williams needs to mind her goddamn business. <laughs> if I do I say, say so. Like, they've been myself. her as they should. As they absolutely should. As they should. It's one of those things of like, again, like comparing. Like, girl, don't compare your stuff to somebody else's because y'all are not the same people. You're not the same as Tabitha and whatever her ex-husband name is not the same as Tabitha's husband. Like, y'all are not the same people. Y'all don't have this exact same dynamic. So like, why would you even say something like that? You know, it's again, bitter. Like said, it's just so the audacity to like insert yourself into someone else's relationship and assert your own opinions based on your experiences as facts. Like, no, ma'am, don't do that. And like you said, like messy. Uh, Wendy Williams is a messy woman. She always has been. Always has been. I again, like there have been like certain times where I've been like, okay, Wendy, like you. You, you said something profound that I can rock with. And then she immediately, immediately turns around and it's just nothing but shit spewing from her mouth. And it's like, girl, I've never said anything profound in my opinion. I've never heard anything from Wendy Williams. And I'm like, hmm, that was cool. I'm gonna write that as a quote. I can't definitely remember when, but there have been like times where she would like say something and I would like be expecting her to say something real fucking ignorant and then she wouldn't. And I'd be like, oh, Okay, which of course the bar is in hell, right? Uh, but <laughs> is there beneath then, hell? Because baby, she, but just when you think she's about to get a redemption arc, she turns around and does. It's like, oh my god, just to make yourself relevant. Like I know that's what it's for. Like it has to be for that because there wasn't nobody talking about no goddamn Wendy Williams show. No, views. <laughs> that's all it ever is with a lot of them that just open up their mouth. Like Monique when she was talking about bonnets and stuff. I'm like, Miss Ma'am. Miss Don't Lynn. get me started on Monique, okay? Because Ma'am, Monique, 
Girl, eat your water. I think we talked about her last time, didn't we? I think we talked about her. Mm-hmm. But again, like, it's, like, it's like you you don't need to say stuff like this just for people to pay attention to you. Inserting your or asserting your importance. And it's like, why do you feel the need to say some of these things that you're saying? And coming for people that do not need, did not send for you. She did not send for you. Miss Tabitha Brown is such a sweet lady. You know, I do not know her in person, but the TikToks prove it all. Okay. All she does is make her vegan foods and enjoy her life and live her life. Okay. Like, so like that. <laughs> like that's her for business. her to come for her and marriage she's gonna, let, she's gonna leave you to your business while she minds her business uh-huh because and i love that you can mind the business that pays them but see <laughs> a lot of folks out here now are broke and unpaid so they feel the need to assert themselves in other people's business or unhappy views unhappy you miserable you bitter so you want somebody else to also feel this insignificance but it's like it's not their fault that you feel that way that's your stuff again that you need to process in therapy thriving off the downfall of others like to project that onto other people it's like and they you knew really you were really messed up with this one. She really did mess up with this one. Because I mean, again, it's like, you know, with mega stars, of course, you're going to have stands, right? But with people like Tabitha Brown, like these aren't people that are just coming after you because that, that's their fave. Like they genuinely feel like you did not need to disrespect this person. Because it was disrespectful. People it- like Beyonce, when people like try and like slander Beyonce, like Beyonce doesn't even know what commoners do like I'm convinced like (laughs) like like a fly could be on its way to Beyonce and there's like at least a thousand bodyguards that get in the way and kill that fly so like Beyonce Mm -hmm. never even knows that there is a fly around her like that is what I imagine that it's like when people like go to talk shit about Beyonce like she will never know you exist probably like she will never know you said anything bad like I'm sure she figures that every waking moment there is someone who talks bad about her because she's the baddest bitch to ever do it but like she doesn't necessarily know about it so again for Tabitha to be where she is she is going to hear about these things because there would be so many people in her fan base that are letting her know and because she is not so mega super famous and rich that she is disconnected from the everyday fan that she has and so knowing what we know about social media knowing what we know about how external influences can have an impact on someone's mental health um to try and project your own insecurities about your failed relationship onto somebody else knowing that they will hear about it i mean come on you mean it's how are you okay being so wendy didn't bring it up because she thought it would just stay on her set and never you know, grace the ears of Tabitha Brown. Like you wanted her to hear that message. And I just, I want, I need to understand like what, like for what reason? And how are you okay being so publicly bitter? Like you are so publicly bitter. Like how are you okay with this image that you're making for yourself? It's giving me very much desperate. (laughs) Like seriously reaching and grasping for something to hang on to let it go like she didn't have to do that and Tabitha came back and her her little clap back was so classy and nice and kind like I just hope you find happiness you have to be unhappy basically is what Tabitha told you everybody else gonna tell you to mind your goddamn business (laughs) (laughs) and it was really interesting to watch people be like oh she said she said that but like she was really being like you know like that southern read I was like I don't know I feel like for the most part Tabitha was being very genuine in her like I really really want you to find someone or something that makes you happy because this ain't it girl like Mm -hmm. I very much want you to do well. And again, like I think about like how I want to be someone who can fully encourage black women and empower black women. But it's like, when you sit in here and you got this crabs in a barrel mentality, like, and you're trying to drag down other people. Like, I find it very, very hard to want to root for you. I find it hard to even want to know about your existence. 
And I, I can I can say that like that's a short sight of mine. And maybe it's something that I would like to work on in the future. But where I am right now, I just don't have the mental spoons to try and lift up or hope for other people, especially someone as old as Wendy Williams is. I'm like, ma'am, at your big ass age of over 40. I know you're over 40. Got it. <laughs> Oof. 56 mm-hmm. at your big ass age of 56 damn near 60 you don't really need to be out here trying to talk about anybody else's life it's just not your place ma'am yeah yeah I'm just like ugh. <laughs> she's very much so cringe like it's just always cringy like I just don't understand how people can you don't support that. I don't support that. Like, I'm not going to support that. And it's just a matter of mind your business, find your peace, find your peace. <laughs> you know, more than just happiness, find your peace. Cause happiness can be fleeting. Happiness okay. is not a permanent emotion. At so all. find your peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find your peace. And if anything else, don't go messing up somebody else's day. <laughs> All right, so, so, oh, I had set up an an, an email so that people can send us like letters and things, and then I forgot the passwords. I will be working this week to get back into that, but you guys are more than welcome to still send emails. Like I'll get them before Sunday. Um, I'll get into the email before Sunday. So again, if you have questions for us, um, just want to send us something and you want to get some advice or if you, you know, have suggestions on any topics that we might cover, you can send an email to two black women, AMR at gmail.com. Once again, that is two black women that's spelled out. So T W O B L A C K W M E N A M R at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, so, uh oh, I don't think there's anything else yeah. had for you guys tonight. So, um, we will be back with season one, episode five of Two Black Women A Mixed Review, probably next Sunday. Yeah, so we will see. Well, we will be talking to you guys. Hopefully, we will hear <laughs> from you guys. <laughs> In the meantime, in the meantime, guys, take care of yourselves. Remember, hydrate, get a good night's sleep, and mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.